2: Whether you want to give birth naturally at home or plan for an epidural the moment you're admitted into the hospital it's all part of your birth plan making these decisions in advance will help you create the best birth experience possible I'm Care Messer hypnobirthing childbirth educator and doula and this is Preggy Pals episode 1
3: Um is that a plus sign pink or blue hospital or home birth what type of food should i be eating I think i just
2: peed myself i'm
3: pregnant And I have to
2: exercise? What, pregnancy glow?
1: Wait, was that a contraction?
3: Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Thanks so much for joining us. This is our first episode, so Woo! thank you guys. Preggy Pals is all about educating moms to be about their choices during pregnancy and childbirth so they can make decisions that are best for their family. And this show is all about our listeners. You can visit our website at PreggyPals.com for more information on how you can become part of our show. You can send us comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website, or this is something new you can call the preggy pals hotline and that number is 619-866-4775 and leave us a message all right so we are joined here by three expecting moms in the studio in addition to myself i am 34 years old i am a web video host and producer my due date is april 28th technically we are having another little boy we already have a little boy at home named sayer and uh, I, I guess I should modify the due date because I'm having a C-section and that is actually planned for April 23rd. So I don't know really what to say. Do you say your due date when you're having a C-section? I don't really know. Say the birth you date. Can. The birth date? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the birth date it, right now, as of now, if I make it, <laughs> is <laughs> April 23rd. Okay, Rochelle, what about you? Um,
4: hi, my name is Rochelle DeMeo. Um I teach college part-time. My due date is June 23rd and um, we are expecting a little boy. We already have one son, and um, we are planning on having a vaginal hospital birth. Hi, my name is Amy Barnes. I'm 35. I'm a
1: stay-at-home mom. My due date is July 1st. We're having a little boy. Um, His big sister's super excited, and we're hoping for natural birth.
5: And I'm Cherry Christensen. I'm 30. I work in market research. My due date is June 20th, depending on who you ask, but that was the first date I got, so I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Um, We don't know the gender of the baby, much to many people's dismay, but I'm very, very excited to find out. And um, we're hoping to have a home birth. This will be our first baby. And I have two wonderful midwives and everything goes well. My baby will be born at home. All right. Welcome to the show, ladies.
3: So we're going to kick off today's episode with some unbelievable pregnancy stories making headlines around the internet, and all of these stories are posted on our Preggy Pals Pinterest board if you want to check them out. Okay, for this first story, honestly, I couldn't even believe it when I first heard it. Of course, we're based here in San Diego, so this really hits home for us. There's a hospital nearby. It's called Tri-City. There was a woman named Cynthia Siegler who had a 13-pound, 14-ounce baby. Not too long ago. I think this literally happened a couple weeks ago. And um, it was born via C-section. Thank goodness for that mom. I think it was a planned C-section. What I love about this story is uh, they really didn't know how big this baby was going to be. It says uh, a couple months ago, they thought the baby, whose name is Jaden, was going to weigh about nine pounds at birth. And then just a couple weeks ago, um, before the baby was born, the estimate jumped to 11 pounds but no one thought he was going to be just under 14 pounds and uh, I love these comments I just have to read this to you from the mom Um, when she found out how big the baby was her quote was how would he fit (laughs) (laughs) which is so true right because you wonder how your baby even if it's an eight pound baby you wonder how it fits in your tummy Mm -hmm. right Um, so okay so general reaction I want to hear what you guys have to say about this
5: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw this story a couple of weeks ago and um, randomly my husband was reading it and then I happened to notice that it was in Vista and I was like, oh my God, that's right here. Mm. And I was just, I mean, this is my first baby. I don't know what to expect. You know, people often say that your size now isn't really indicative. but It's more of what you weighed when you were a baby or what your husband weighed. And we were both about eight pounds and <laughs> I think that's big. So I was kind of hoping to not have a baby bigger than, than that. Um, I, I couldn't even possibly imagine. I can't imagine what she must have felt like in the last couple of weeks right? of her
3: pregnancy. Yeah, well, and then Amy, you had a pretty big baby too with your first, right?
5: Right.
1: Yeah, she was ten pounds, and they never even quite—they never even told me she was going to be bigger than eight. You know, yeah. or bigger than normal. Um, so, yeah, that was a shock for me, and I wondered how. She fit in there. <laughs> but 14, almost 14 pounds is totally different. I know. How
5: accurate are they, though? Uh, they're I mean, not, they don't really have no. very good ways
3: of really telling. I don't, think so. No. I think if you do a sonogram or ultrasound, I think you have a better idea of knowing. I had a friend who had gestational diabetes, which, by the way, this mom did not have yeah, I was gestational. Ask if she did. No, no. But I had a friend who had that, and they were monitoring her pretty, you know, pretty well up until the very end. And they could give her a really good estimate based on a, a sonogram. About how but big the baby is going to be, like a pound or two. Yeah, they I don't go, think it's it could an be exact plus or two either way. Yeah, yeah that's
4: but what they told me because they told me I would have a six-pound baby, and he was seven and a half pounds. Yeah, I mean that's not that much of a difference,
3: but <laughs> right, right. But it's still it's enough, right? I was I was shocked. Um, my son, my first baby, was nine pounds two ounces, and the day I went into labor, I had an OB appointment, and he told me, oh, maybe seven pounds.
4: And I'm like the day of. <laughs> From what I remember, you always thought he was a bigger baby. Well, yeah.
3: I mean, I actually had – because I was kind of seeing different OBs. I purposely did that because I wasn't sure who was going to deliver my baby. Um, And so I was trying to kind of get a variety in there. And I think it was probably a month earlier I did have another OB say, oh, I think he's already eight pounds. But see, you get all these different opinions. How do
4: you know?
3: Yeah, how do you know? And what do you do if someone does tell you you're going to have a big baby? I mean, does that change? I mean, I know a lot of you want to go for vaginal birth. So does that change your perspective Absolutely.
4: at all? Yeah. <laughs> but what oh, do you
3: yeah. do? I think it depends how big, though. You yeah. know, because yeah. there's a certain size that I would still go for a vaginal
5: birth. Obviously, a 13-pound baby, I'd, I think that might. Changed oh my, my plan
4: significantly. After pushing two and a half hours, the seven and a half hours, baby. We...
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, right? <No. laughs> right? I know. Well, um, we certainly wish uh, Cynthia Siegler the best with her baby. Everyone's doing fine, by the way. Mommy and baby are doing great.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence?
2: I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at
0: Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW room void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: Today on Preggy Pals, we're discussing how to create a successful birth plan. Our expert today is Care Messer, a hypnobirthing childbirth educator, doula, and the owner of the Birth Education Center of San Diego, which of course is a beautiful place we're broadcasting out of right now. Care, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about birth plans because when we talk about having a baby, ultimately this is going to come up and there's tons of information out there. Okay, too so much. there's too much information. You're right. So let's kind of clear through. through. Through all the clutter. (laughs) What exactly is a birth plan? What is the purpose of it?
2: The purpose of it, I think, and I want moms to start as soon as they're pregnant, Mm -hmm. is to get educated on what options they have for birth. Mm -hmm. Because there are more options than you know. And if you're just dictated to by what your friends did or what, you know, your doctor only does a certain thing you lose out on what could be a beautiful experience or a personal preference that you didn't know was available to you. Yeah. So the more information you have about a birth plan, the easier it is to narrow down what exactly you picture at your birth, because everybody's picture of what they want is different.
3: And there's so much information out there, too, about the different types of births you can have. Obviously, that's one goal with Preggy Pals, is to make sure that we're giving you guys all the information that you need. But do you have any advice for how you even go about that process, you know, to kind of determine what to even put in a birth plan, you know, what your preferences are?
2: Oh, there's so many. I know. Um, the first thing I like to do, it depends on what kind of birth you want. Are you doing a natural birth? Are you going for a um, home birth, uh, medicated birth, or a cesarean? There's different processes you want to know and what your care provider provides. Um, a lot of hospitals like Kaiser has a birth preference sheet, and I call it birth preference because a plan is kind of intimidating. I like
3: that though. That's yeah. catchy. Yeah. yeah. There's preference. not so much pressure when you yeah. do that.
2: And if it's a preference, it's softer for your care providers because mm-hmm. it's not, here's my plan, I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're more open to it and that's what you want because they have to support what you want. Otherwise, you've got the wrong care provider.
4: I like that as well because one of the best advice that I was given when I was pregnant with my first was to have a flexible birth plan. Completely. And from yeah. all my friends that had very rigid birth plans, it never, the, it never went the way that they wanted. And even with me, Um, I had to get induced and I didn't want to get induced. Uh, It was like the worst thing they could have ever told me was you have to get induced. But my amniotic fluid was low. and When I asked my um, OBGYN, I was like, well, what's the risk of not getting induced? And she was very respectful of birth plans and also, you know, does more the natural route and so forth. But... She said, you know, honestly, you could have a stillbirth. And she's like, if I didn't think it was this critical, I wouldn't encourage you to get um, – because I was just measuring so much lower than I was the week prior that they did an ultrasound and they they were kind of panicking. They were like, we need to induce you. So they tried – at first I tried to drink a bunch of water and I went home and tried to walk and try to see. And they, they actually gave me something. I forgot what it's called. to try to induce it naturally before Pitocin. Um, and I had that overnight and it didn't work. Probably but, the Cervidil. It Probably. I don't remember. You know? It wasn't even that long ago, but I don't remember. <laughs> and um, then I got Pitocin and um, and it was so against my birth plan. But if I hadn't been flexible and especially my husband, I think if you have a supportive spouse that's like, hey, we have to flow with it. My husband, as soon as we heard the words stillbirth, we're like, okay, change a birth plan. It's exactly. just not going to
2: be. Yeah. Well, and it has to be flexible because babies yeah. sometimes have their own ideas. Mm-hmm. Babies sometimes come in the car. Right? <laughs> that's not in our birth plan, but we have to go for it. Right. You know? And that's um, things that should go in your birth plan. You can definitely, you know, search on the Internet of what is in a birth plan. That's going to bring up things like, you know, delayed cord clamping. What is delayed cord clamping? Why would I not want the doctor to clamp it right away? That's gonna open your eyes to the baby might need more blood. Mm-hmm. And that opens up a whole other thing. You're right, that's what I want. Um, you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't researched it. Yeah. And if you go through all the procedures and not knowing why is my baby getting eye drops? Do I have an STD? No. Then why is my baby getting eye drops? Yeah. They can't see me after birth. Um, just a, There's a lot of information that you will get educated on if you research a birth plan. Mm-hmm. And then keep it super simple. Don't inundate your doctors and nurses because they won't read it mm-hmm. and they'll laugh at you. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want. You want to work together with them to get the comfortable birth that you want.
1: Is it like a resume where you
2: should have it be on one page? One sheet. Yeah. All my moms have a one sheet. Small plan. font. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Squeeze more in there. <laughs> no, 12 Super point skinny font.
5: Font. <laughs> Nothing smaller than 12 point.
2: And we really try and narrow it down because most of the birth plan should be about the baby. Right. Not about your comfort level. It should be about what's best for my baby. And a lot of times we forget about that. We're like, we want this. We want this. And it's like, what about the baby? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's always safety first, always safety first with the baby. But it needs to be simple. If it's too inundated, you're going to lose track. You're going to be in your head and not birthing the way you should. And I think that's why when you said if they have a rigid birth plan and it's not flexible, mm-hmm. it's because they have pr- planned and prepared just like they do their work day. Mm-hmm. And birth's not like that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, and I think it sometimes changes
4: because like what I thought would be comfortable during labor was not what I thought. I thought I was going to be only to walk around and take a hot bath and maybe watch a movie. And that's not all what I wanted. It was just such a bonding time with my husband that it was very different than what I expected in mm-hmm. terms of what I, you know, so it wasn't really about my comfort anymore. It was about, you know, the baby and, you know, but it wasn't – I just – I was surprised because in my mind I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to probably want to do. And a a warm bath sounds so nice. And when it came to it, I was like, no, I don't want to be in the water. It just sounds – Yeah, and some (laughs) people only
2: want to be in the water. Yeah, you 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 have to be flexible with everything about birth, but you got to do your research ahead of time. And
5: I'll be be honest, I've I've been very I haven't done this yet, and I haven't even been sure if it was something that I was going to do because you know I had this clear idea in my head. So I say I haven't done it in my head. I have a birth plan on paper. I don't, Um, and I think part of my concern was kind of what you were talking about before, Rochelle. Is I didn't want to feel that I made this plan and then if I wasn't able to stick with it, that I was some sort of a failure in some Mm -hmm. way because you. You know, for me, um, you know, failure of the home birth would be ending up in the hospital and really, really, really don't want to go to the hospital. And so to think about, well, do I need to have a backup birth plan for the this is if we go to the hospital birth plan and I'm surrounded by people I've never met before. You actually
2: do. And don't ever feel like... home birth that didn't take place at home is wrong because sometimes babies have to be born in the hospital yeah. yeah, and that's not a failure on your part. It's a choice on baby's part. Yeah. And so you always need to have a backup plan for the hospital and you'll know, and then you won't use it. Okay. Okay.
1: That's, that's rule number one about welcome to
2: motherhood. Baby <laughs> dictates a lot.
5: Yep. And for a long time yeah. afterwards, yeah. I yeah. would imagine. And
1: being
2: with midwife <laughs> care is a little different than being with OB care because they do let you as a woman move, roam, whatever you want to do, eat, drink during labor. It's very hands-off and very intimate experience. But when you go to the hospital, you're under insurance restraints, etc., And it is different. So you have to safeguard what's best for the baby. Because at that point, you're there as a safety issue, yeah. not because, oh, let's just go to the hospital. I think I'd rather do that. It's a safety issue for baby. And that's when it turns to a baby birth plan, not hospital birth plan for me.
1: Makes sense. And I think, too, just knowing, even though you want a home birth and it'll probably go just fine, but just having plan B planned out so you are yeah. at least aware of the things, it'll make you more comfortable when and if that happens yeah. versus going, you yeah. know, it, then, it, then it's not a failure. You know, I went for natural. Um, But I had to be open about all the other things, and I researched them. And I think on my birth plan, I even had, you know, if this happens, these are what I want to have happen. So it just makes you a little bit more even on this birth plan.
4: I I put if I need a cesarean, and blah 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 blah. You know, because even if I don't. I think I will need one. I just never know. Yeah. For all I know, you know, something could go wrong or they might say, you know what, you've been in labor for this long and it's actually dangerous for the baby at this point. And if I if I really need one and I think it depends, you know, like you were saying about where you deliver and, you know, if they push it or not, you know, I think that that is a part yeah. of it. But you, I think it's good to still have options like if this is an option, then.
2: this is what I would prefer. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can have a beautiful cesarean. Yes. You can have a beautiful cesarean with music in the background. They can dim the Mm -hmm. lights. The doctor can lower the curtain. It can be beautiful. You can get skin to skin. You can have what you want at a cesarean. And before you go in there, you let the baby know you're coming out the side door, not the front door. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay. And you're going to be with daddy first. And you're going to meet this really nice nurse and it calms you down. It calms the baby down. And then you can enjoy the birth and it's not scary.
4: Well, there's such, I think like this
2: con of cesarean is that,
4: I think like a couple DVDs that we watched right, my first time we were both pregnant uh-huh. it just the I think there's just a flood of information of all the negative things in hospitals and such negativity about doctors and even midwives and or f- or in cesareans and it's not always like that Mm-mm. it's like there's beautiful things that happen because of doctors and because of midwives and because of cesareans you know mm-hmm.
5: so, well, yeah, And I think
2: bit. most of the fears that we bring into our birth plan are what if what if what if yeah and we resolve the fears because we're educated It makes our birth plan one page and we're comfortable with whatever happens Mm -hmm. because we know it's us and baby doing a dance and it's delicate and you can't plan for it. You go with it in the moment. And when it's instinctual and you're comfortable with it and you're not in your head, you can have a beautiful birth anyway. At the end when you meet the
4: baby, you don't even care about how the baby got there. Mm -mm. You're just like,
3: oh. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do if you're in a case like like Cherry is? So she wants to have a home birth. Mm -hmm. So does she have kind of a home birth Plan And then if I have to go to a hospital, then there is a vaginal birth plan in the hospital. And if we can't do that, then there's a cesarean birth plan. I mean, is yeah. there literally three birth plans? Re- literally. And when you're at home with
2: midwives, they do so much pre-care ahead of time to know what you want, how you envision things. And they're very hands-off. So that right. really doesn't need to be talked about because if you don't want the certain shots and all that, there's waivers to sign. And okay. they're very hands-off about pushing that anyway. So it's not even brought up. And then when it comes to hospital, it's if I have to go to the hospital and get Pitocin for X, Y, Z, then I would still like to be able to move in positions and be near the birth ball and da, 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 da. So right. it's really yeah. easy that way. And then if a cesarean takes place, I choose blah, blah, blah. Okay. And it and it becomes a point where if you've got the right care provider as your backup, you're going to have the kind of birth you want anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just at a hospital instead. Right. And you still have the midwifery care afterwards that will take, mm-hmm. you know, care of you and give you that same feedback that you had before us, which is why you choose a midwife. Mm-hmm. So the home birth one is a lot easier, but you always have to pack a hospital bag and you always have to have yeah. a plan B.
5: Always. When my midwife mentioned to me, you know, some of the things that would happen when we do my home visit around 36 weeks and, you know, she'd tell me what to pack for my hospital bag. And I was, My hospital bag. I thought I, you know, got off the hook with that one. And then I realized I was like, okay, that makes sense. Of course, I have to do that. But I think my biggest fear would be being in a hospital is them not respecting what's in the plan. And so, you know, I
4: don't feel like it's like that, though, because I mean, I know, at least from my experience, it wasn't like you're forced to do this or you're forced to do that. It was like we talked about it. And yeah, that's that's what I experienced, too.
1: Like I had in my birth plan, I don't want pain. Don't use the word pain. Mm -hmm. And they were really careful about. Well, that's not good using to know. It. I like mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah. So they were really respectful of, because again, I was trying to do natural, even when I was at the hospital mm-hmm. and I had, you know, what I wanted. And I found that they were really good. And even though I ended in a C-section, it was the perfect birth, I think, you know, mm-hmm. for
2: me, the way and in hindsight. And that's exactly, when you're prepared and educated, that's how any birth should be. Yeah. It was just what I needed. It was just what I wanted. It was how the baby had to come into the world. Mm-hmm. A lot of
4: hospitals have a lot of things you'd have at home too, because like, you know, when I was in labor, I used a birthing ball for some of the time, because I wanted to. And then after a while, I was just like, I don't want to use the birthing ball. <laughs> but they had like, they didn't have a bath, but they had like a shower where, you know, you, you could get like that much of a bath in it because you could have like a little plug. And so, I mean, they had like a lot of things that you would have at home, a lot of comforts at home, you know, TV and stuff like that and music and preferences. So, you know, even in your hospital bag, you can mm-hmm. bring certain, if 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 you need to, you know, then at least you can bring CDs or DVDs or things That's that you That's a good might idea. Or, or a fan. fan. Your you, might have, you might not even need it. But at yeah. least if you have it, you're not panicking at the last moment, you know, trying to rush to the hospital and not knowing what you have to bring. Yeah, like dim lights. You know, I had dim yeah. lights
1: in my room instead of bright hospital lights. And a fan is good because you get hot. And I find
2: that my mom's, their secret to success is bringing chocolate. <laughs> oh, I love that. The to everything. Copy of your birth plant chocolate is for everything. Oh wait, is the chocolate for them or the for? Nurses? I was gonna say oh, See, that's I'm smart not. for the <laughs> nurses and the doctors. And that's you know when you have when you say you have a doctor that has five doctors in his practice or her practice, you don't know who you're gonna get. Then you make a little thing of brownies with a little bow on it, and you take it in five of them, one for each doctor. <laughs> and you present it that way, and they're like, "Check this girl out!" I mean, they, <laughs> it makes them step back, and you've now you've given them dark chocolate with you know, nut shoes or whatever, they're your best friend. And that's exactly how it is at the hospital with the nurses, because, I mean, think about it. That's their job. They're there day in and day out. They're tired. They have whiny women all the time. And you come in with a smile and chocolate, you're a breath of fresh air. And if you forget the chocolate, then you call pizza ahead of time and say, pizza will be delivered to the whole floor, you know, within 15 minutes
3: oh my gosh, you want to get royal treatment? That's how you do it. It's always about food. That's a really important point <laughs> <like> because <laughs> creating a solid birth plan is one thing, but making sure your plan is put into practice is a whole other issue, and we're going to have more on that when we come back.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
3: All right, we're back. So now that we've created our birth plan, what do we do with this? So, care, what would you recommend? Birth plan is complete. Do you automatically give it to your health care provider? Where does it go from this point?
2: Yeah, hopefully you've created it with your birth companion because they're going to need to be your advocate and also come with you when you present the plan because they have a different filter than you do. Okay. As a mom, we're very open to... Um, what we want and when we hear maybe that's not going to work, it's immediate criticism and then we're bad and we're very vulnerable um, in our late pregnancy, especially, and we want everything to be perfect for this baby. So having that extra person with the filter is really good. Um, I know a lot of moms who will get their doctors to sign the birth plan so that when, They go into labor, if they're not there, they can say, Well, Doctor So and so signed off that I can eat and drink during labor. Well, I'm sorry, the hospital only lets you well, the orders are that I can eat and drink during labor and that's what I'm requesting. And on certain things that you you know, you've already talked about it with your doctor, you don't back down on and other things you're flexible with. But, you know, having a baby is like running a marathon. You Mm -hmm. need your energy. And if you're pushing for two and a half hours, you need that energy and you need to eat. Um, With hospitals that have that policy, you know, birth centers don't have that policy and their moms are fine Mm -hmm. and they still have some, some cesareans occasionally and they're not throwing up and dying and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things that you can be flexible on and certain things you can't, but you definitely should have one copy for your doctor that goes in your chart um definitely several copies for nurses the nurse that comes in the nurse that takes over after her um your doula needs one if you've got a doula or support person um anybody that's around you needs to have those um you know some people have seven copies i'd rather you have more than not enough right. and i'd rather it already be discussed way ahead of time you know and if you go and discuss that with your care provider and you're getting answers you don't want You need to look at another care provider because Mm -hmm. you are not going to have the birth you want, not going to have the birth that you picture, and you need support during labor, not a fight. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that will slow up and stop that cervix from opening is a fight because we're mammals and we birth well when we're safe. Mm -hmm. And if we don't feel safe in our environment, I don't care if it's at home or at work, car, (laughs) (laughs) side of the highway, highway. (laughs) you know, um, and babies that come on the highway are my favorite because... (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> have you ever delivered a baby on the side of the highway? Nope,
2: but if have come close. <laughs> um, you know, with babies are born that way and that fast, you can't screw it up. Yeah. You know, Good. they know where they need to come out and that's safe for them and that's when they're coming. <laughs> so...
5: Um, there's some great YouTube videos on that, but um, <laughs> Carrie, you mentioned it's you know never too early, you know rather earlier than later to share the birth plan. How how early is early? I mean, when is there thirteen a weeks? Thirteen weeks.
2: <laughs> okay. You know why? Because the earlier you know where your care provider stands on your wishes, mm-hmm. okay. Even though you're paying the bill, let me remind you, you're the consumer. Um, the uh, the easier it is to switch. So it's to give you a chance to make a change if you're not
5: happy with the responses right. they're giving. Well, you. Well, yeah, and
2: okay. a lot of times moms don't know about home birth. They don't don't know about birth centers. They don't know that there's even options that they can labor at home. They think as soon as I feel something, I have to go in immediately. As soon as my water breaks, I have to immediately go in. Not necessarily true. And the longer you are at home laboring, the softer and gentler and the more intimate, like you talked about your intimate experience at home with your husband. That's the way the baby gets in is the way baby gets out. And if you're home and cuddling and relaxed, and uh, that's where you open better than if you're stressed out, nervous, and going to a place that you don't feel quite safe. And sometimes labor will stop when you get there, and you have to get comfortable, soft, and gentle again, and then you'll start to open up again. Okay.
3: You mentioned a birth plan advocate or somebody there, you know, with you. Who should that person be? Just someone that you trust. Um, does it need to be your spouse, or just just someone you feel comfortable? Oh, it could be your doula, right? It can be your doula, but doulas
2: are not advocates. As in, we're going to talk to your care provider. Okay. Um, we might help you filter it out afterwards and say, okay, here's what I heard. What did you hear? You know, if you're asking. Um, but if you're going to present a birth plan, I would want your birth companion there. To okay. present that, not the doula, because that sets up us in a kind of an awkward spot. Like we put you up to something. Mm-hmm. If the care provider doesn't like what you have, okay, um, it should be the two people whose baby it is, because mm-hmm. it's your family. How okay. do you want your birth to go? It's all about you. It's not about I think that anybody person else. person Knows you and
4: in, in a way, like I mean, I end up getting an epidural after five and a half hours, and I was in so much pain. In my mind, I was like, no, I don't want to get an epidural. It makes me feel less, you know, or, like I should be more pain tolerant. Mm-hmm. And my husband was just like. He's like, I, I can't bear to see you in so much pain for five and a half hours with, you know, Pitocin. He's like, you're just miserable. And, you know, I, I've told you many times, like, the, an analogy he gave me because um, we both surf. And he was like, well, you can you could definitely tough it out in cold water and be without a wetsuit. And you're not going to die. He's like, or you can have a wetsuit and be a lot more comfortable and have a good memory of your surfing <laughs> right. day. And um, And he kind of pushed for the epidural, which I was shocked because I didn't think he would. And I was so glad that he did that because as soon as I got an epidural, my cervix just opened.
2: Because you were relaxed I and weren't so intense. Relaxed. In. Mm-hmm.
4: And for, you know, five and a half hours of just being miserable and screaming my head off, you know, I was only dilated one centimeter. And as soon as I got the epidural, within an hour, it was three.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wow. So
4: he, and because your spouse knows you, and so they're going to tell you, you know, hey, this is what I think is better for you, you know. And if, like you said, if it's your baby, it's that person's baby, you know, both of them.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, you guys are making decisions about your family, not about what the care provider thinks you should do. It's about what you want to do safely Mm -hmm. and why you want to do it. And a birth plan can help get you educated to know what the studies say and what's best for your family, Mm -hmm. because you need to make an educated decision.
3: All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks to all of our listeners. And a special thanks goes out to Care Messer, our special guest, for all the great information she gave us today. If you want to learn more about Care, her services, and her projects, simply visit the episodes page on our website and look for today's topic.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Before we wrap today's show, here are some maternity fashion trends.
6: Hello, preggy Pals. I am Crystal Stubendeck, maternity fashion expert and founder of Borrow for Your Bump, where you can buy or rent designer maternity styles for a monthly rate. Today, we are going to talk about matching your body type with the perfect dress style for summer. It is challenging enough dressing your body type, let alone with a growing bump. You not only want to look fabulous, but you want to feel fabulous, too. With four basic body types, we will match a dress style that will flatter and accentuate all the right places, especially for the upcoming summer months that are full of weddings, showers, and barbecues. The first body type is a triangle, which is when your hips are wider than your shoulders. The perfect dress match for a triangle body is an empire waistline that fits directly under the bust and above the bump. A long and flowing strapless maxi dress would take the attention to the center of the body, creating more of a balance. The key is to make sure the dress is loose and flowing towards the bottom, whether it hits above the knee or above the ankle. We like the Zora Maxi dress by NOM, which is strapless and will show off the assets on top while covering up a wider bottom half. As an inverted triangle, your shoulders or bust are actually larger than your hips. This is a chance to actually show off those shoulders with an asymmetric dress style. Hiding the shoulders under a sleeve dress can make you appear larger, And with a one shoulder number, you will create a balance. For a more formal occasion, we like the asymmetrical sequin dress by Seraphine. For a more casual occasion, avoid spaghetti straps and choose styles with wider straps, like the braided halter dress by Maternal America. An hourglass body type is when your shoulders and hips are around the same size and you have a defined waist. The best dresses to fit this shape are pieces that hug, not hide your curves and growing bumps. A perfect match is the Dylan Stripe Maxi Dress by Nam. Or if you like a little more coverage around the arms, there's the gray and white striped Teresa Maxi Dress by Nam. A final body type is a rectangle shape where your shoulders, bust, and hips are similar in size and you lack a defined waist. With this, try to create an hourglass figure with an empire waist or side ruching. Also, try choosing materials that are fitting, which will flatter your bump. Our recommendation is the Sophie Dress by Nam which is available in charcoal or black colors. This style is perfect for almost any occasion, and the cap sleeves create a soft look. A belt can also be added to many dress styles to create flattering curves to an otherwise straight waist. Overall, remember you are beautiful no matter what your body type. Embrace your assets and balance your frame with a dress style that will flatter and make you feel sexy. Don't forget to check out our summer dress styles mentioned at borrowforyourbump.com and be sure to listen to preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips.
3: That wraps up our first episode of Preggy Pals. If you have a pregnancy topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear it. You can visit our website at preggypals.com and send us an email through the contact link. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we've discussed, call our Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. Coming up next week, we're talking about the natural cesarean, which many women have never even heard of before. But it's an option for cesarean births that encourages more immediate skin-to-skin time between mom and baby and just an overall more natural approach to C-sections. But it's also a little bit controversial. So we're going to speak with an OB-GYN here in San Diego who offers this option for his moms-to-be. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way.
0: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.